So thank you. Thank you for joining us. My name is Brendan Burke. I'm the head of education and consultancy services here at Fiscal. Um, I've been I've been with Fiscal nine years and all in all, I think I've been involved in something to do with statement reconciliation for about 15 years, uh, including my previous life in recovery audit. This this is an area that I'm I'm we're well aware of that a lot of our customers struggle with. Um, if you think you're alone in that, you know, rest assured you're you're absolutely not. So we're really um, we're really ramping up a bit of a revamp on our services offering to make sure that this sort of assistance is visible to our customers. But also, you know, the key thing we want to cross in this webinar is a little bit of guidance and advice and best practice around statement and reconciliation, as well as a few of the sort of the tips, the tricks, the myths around statements and you know what the value behind them is. Very, very quick agenda today. So we'll do a quick introduction. We have a few non-customers on the call today. So I just want to um, just, just position where sort of fiscal and our software sits in the P2P process. Uh, we'll do a bit on why statements matter. Some of our real data insights from, from our, our previous projects over the past couple of years and months. We'll go into some proactive strategies around turning some of the the challenges behind statement management into, into things that you can kind of gradually overcome. We'll, we'll do a very brief overview of what our services solution and offering looks like, and then we'll finish up with any questions. A quick sort of overview, really. Um, so Fiscal Technologies produces um, a piece of software called NXG Forensics. Basically, it's, it's a world-class piece of data analysis um, software that sits Pretty much, pretty much at the sort of the tail end of that P2P process. So, if you think upstream from AP, you've got procurement, you've got that onboarding process, you've then got invoicing coming in from suppliers through AP, and our software is basically helping to protect that money coming from those invoices before it gets out the door on on whatever payment method it's firing out there into the world with. Um, the key sort of endpoint here for me, really, and, and the thing that I think. Um, is relevant to this part of the discussion is what what happens next? So when your money's gone out the door, um, what visibility do you have of it? How do you how do you how do you manage that process either proactively or reactively? You know what 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 sort of visibility can you drive beyond that point in time? A um, couple of the options are there really. I mean, recovery audit is extremely common. It's it's a it's a reactive step. It's always in hindsight, but it is a step that actually gives you a little bit of visibility of where your money ended up and whether it ended up in the right place. But there are better approaches to this. Um, you know, managing your suppliers and managing your statements absolutely has value. And hopefully, I can share some of the messaging around that as to, as to why I think that's the case. Um, the other the other key challenge here, and and dare I say a few of the excuses as to why statement reconciliation falls by the wayside are up here on the screen here. Um, I'd, I'd probably ask the question, how many of these do you do you recognize? Um, probably more than one or two, I'd imagine. Um, particularly during the last 18 months, some of these problems have become extremely prevalent. So, you know, the, the issue is that statement reconciliation has value. It adds control and visibility around all of these risks and all of these areas. So how can we do more of it in spite of some of the problems that are up there on screen at the moment? And that's that's kind of where I want us to get to is thinking about this as 
as something we can proactively tackle rather than another big project that needs to be reprioritized behind some of these on screen, you know, outsourcing, ERP migrations, staff changes, all of those things will always be there. So how can we be more proactive with a real, a basic but a really effective control uh, with statement reconciliation? And it really boils down to this, you know, in, in a nutshell, statements are your litmus test. You know, your P2P process, as, as I showed on that previous slide, it starts upstream of where I'd imagine most of our listeners are. Um, but there's a lot there's a lot of complexity and there's a lot of things that can go wrong between bringing a supplier on board and then paying them. And for me, this is this is that last check and balance in that P2P relationship with that supplier as to, OK, we we hope it went right. We hope we have the controls and the systems and the staff in place to get it right. But have we got it right? And, and this, this for me is one of the more compelling things that we've drawn out of some of our recent collateral. So, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, we, we deliver a whole range of data analysis projects through to, you know, recovery audit at Fiscal. Um, you know, a lot of it is driving at the data that we have in hand in our software. So predominantly focused on AP data. The interesting thing you can see here is, you know, when we deal with your data, your systems, um, we really are just dealing with the tip of the iceberg in terms of the visible issues that are out there with your suppliers. So what we found across the last two, just the last two years of our audits, and to be fair, if I go back over the last 10 years, it, it tells a pretty similar story that, you know, there's these percentages don't change a great deal. In just the last two years, what I'm saying is, We've recovered 69% of our volume and 65% of our value from statement items. You know, that, that is 1.8 times more value and 2.2 times more volume than what we find in your data. So, you know, our customer base absolutely buys into the notion that prevention saves time. It allows you to be proactive. It allows you to stop issues from happening. It saves you from cleaning that mess up weeks, months down the road. What what we haven't maybe been very effective with in the past is sort of addressing the other side of that coin. What's on your supplier's AR ledger? And that for me is key here. And we found from the project work that we do do where we look on that other side of the coin, these are the kinds of results that we find. So for us, this, this is really something that I think um, has a lot more merit in discussion with our customers. And hence, hence why we, you know, we're now starting to develop and promote a service that we offer around this as well. Um, you know, just to hammer home that last point there, what, what I'm saying is if, if we take these averages and apply them to your scenario, to someone else's scenario, if you recover £100,000 over 50 mistakes in your data over two years, for example, you've potentially still got the better part of two hundred grand over, over, over 100 different issues out there on the statements. They're still out there on the table. So bringing this in as, as, as part of a process within your, your IP team really does have tangible financial benefit. Um, just to sort of stress this point, really, what, what I also wanted to do is look at three our last three completed projects. We, we've currently got, uh, I think it's seven or eight on the go at the moment. The team is, the team is very stretched, but these were our last three completed ones. Um, and as you can see, what I've tried to do here is say, what have we found in the data? 
what have we found on statements and how you know how do those totals stack up and again what you can see here across these three projects big and small you know some of these are, are relatively small engagements but you're, they're telling us the same story that in over 1.1 million pounds worth of value recovered 88% of that value on these three projects came from statement issues overpayments unallocated cash credit notes rebates uh unrealized discounts, pretty much anything you can think of. 88% um, of that value was out there on that. And nearly three quarters of the volume of issues we found. Um, and, and I guess that's the sort of secondary point here. I think the, the pound notes speak for themselves. But that volume of issues, you know, 2.8 times more issues have been found on those statements. That's great context. That's insight that we're not getting if we're not doing these statements. So, you know, by seeing those 175 errors on these on these projects, it gives us much more visibility as to who, which suppliers are causing these problems, which processes are, are failing in the course of that P2P relationship. Um, you know, what are those root causes? How can we fix them? Um, so for me, you know, the volume is, is almost just as relevant, if not more relevant than the value. Um, and I know that's not always an easy justification, particularly within a finance department, but um, we're talking about actionable insights. And for me, that's really important because we can't improve that process and we can't reduce those numbers unless we act upon what they're telling us. So again, a bit of a spread of issues here. So we're talking about what are the challenges to being a bit more proactive with this process? Um, we we see these all the time. Um, a couple of those issues we mentioned earlier around the P2P risks and the environment at present. Um, I, I guess starting with the end there, we're talking about priority. It's very hard to get a project off the ground or get a project planned, get resources involved, get heads involved, get people to accept that this is a priority ahead of some of the other big things that finance has going on. Um, that also knocks onto the other areas here. So lack of time, lack of resource, or your skilled resources in particular. So capable members of your team who, um, who can really add value in these areas, but they're, they're needed on you know, firefighting missions on many different things. So it's very hard to get their time and energy into this sort of work. The other couple of facets here, even if you are doing this kind of work, even if you are reconciling something, how much of your spend or volume are you actually managing? Um, you know, how much material risk is still not being looked at because really times are only allowing you to maybe look at a very small percentage of your, of your spend and volume. Um, and that other part there, the, the visibility piece, well, if you're only managing a small part of that spend or volume, how do you get visibility as to where the rest of it is? Where should your priorities be? Where are the more interesting things? You know, where are the where are the rocks that you can lift lift up that will show you something interesting? That's all about visibility. So, you know, all of these things combined and, and basically point to a very reactive process, something that we can't be we can't manage very well. We can't get a lot of visibility from. Um, and ultimately gets bumped down the, the, the priority list pretty much at the first time of asking. And, and, and that's really in a nutshell why this gets neglected, this area. So how do we be proactive here? Um, the, the, big, the big myth for me is 
priority isn't about saying we need six months on this as a project. It is not. This isn't a project. This is part of a process. It, it takes time and it takes planning. Of course it does. But this isn't six months of concerted effort from your entire team to manage every statement you can possibly find. This is a this is a long term gradual process where we work in a in a priority, a prioritized, targeted way, and we are doing sort of small volumes on a regular basis. Um, something else that doesn't get done a lot in AP from our experience in working with our customers is Basically, you're downstream from P2P, you're downstream from procurement, you're downstream from other parts of the process. Those other departments are still part of finance. And, and for me, um, if you can engage in other parts of finance to get resource, to get a little bit of help, to get a little bit of data, to do some heavy lifting, that can really help alleviate the the sort of the the the, the more hot end of the, the equation, which is getting invoices paid and getting getting the day-to-day -day done, which happens in AP. So for me, it, think about how we plan ahead. Think about what, what priority looks like, targeting looks like, and, and make this a gradual process. It's better to do a little bit of something than nothing at all. Um, the next part is that visibility piece. How do we target those items? How do we manage progress? Um, don't just focus on spend and volume. They are, they are very much valid. They are a key part of this equation, but they are not the sole part of this equation. To find value and to find problems, we need to look elsewhere. We need to look at uh, credit memos, credit notes. We need to look at suppliers that you've had problems with, and you know they're a problem. Um, anecdotally, pretty much any AP team I've been engaged with could probably tell me offhand five to 10 accounts that are a pain. Um, bring them into the mix. We shouldn't be ignoring those, you know, and hope, hopefully they're being managed well already. We'll come on to that. Um, the last part of that piece for me is, is about centralizing that, that the records of that process and making sure they're visible and they're managed consistently. That's a little bit of an organization piece, but that's, that's vital. So if we've got a targeted list and we're working through it gradually in a resource manageable way, we need to make sure that we know where it is at any point in time. So those records are really key. Um, in terms of which suppliers and that scope, strategically, you know, we really need to think about where we've got key suppliers, where we've got non-compliance, like I just mentioned. For, for me, Vital key suppliers, strategically important suppliers, problematic suppliers, for me, should be managed closely anyway, not just from a statement perspective, but from a from an, a finance perspective. So for me, you know, that those are things that if we can get those assigned and managed, you know, firstly up to date with the statement, of course, we're saying that that's part of that process. But once we've got them in a good place, those are accounts that we need to think about how we manage those a little bit more real time keep future issues to a minimum and and we make sure that that relationship is strong or managed where it needs to be that's the key um once we've got that you know and generally uh, you know from our experience we're not talking a huge volume of, of supplier accounts in that equation if you think of the problematic ones if you think of some of the big ones the key ones you know you're talking tens rather than hundreds of suppliers so if you can get those distributed amongst the team for management that allows us to move beyond 
the obvious. It allows us to do a much more thorough review of our spend. That and that and that's where we get into a really progressive value-added project, in my opinion. So get the real the real core and the important stuff managed, and then start looking beyond those suppliers and reach a much wider base of your spend. Uh, resourcing, you know, the, these last two are really, you know, the, the key challenges, I think, resourcing and time. And it's really hard. I mentioned key resourcing, you know, skilled resourcing. As I mentioned earlier, don't think of this as a, as a six-month, uh, you know, project where you've got two or three of your best working on this nonstop. As I've said, little and often is ideal here. What I would say is your skilled staff are going to do this a little bit quicker and a little bit more accurately. Um, you know, if there's something you can get a, a more junior member of staff or, or um, potentially a less skilled member of staff to do that's a little bit more day to day, you know, keeping things moving and you can apply a skilled member of staff to this process. It, from our experience, it is more effective. But I appreciate that. That is a that is a challenge here. What what staff can you free up and how can you prioritise? Um, again, I mentioned working as a team. Um, so what we want to make sure is if you've got team, you know, teams in your in your finance division that you can borrow from, you know, why not consider it? You know, as as we said, there's value here. So there could be a business case we can make to free up and assign resource there. Um, time as well. One of the myths here um, is, for me, it's not the reconciliation work that takes the time in this piece of work. It is about quality and efficiency of communication. Um, we've, we all know that the supplier base is a lot harder to contact these days than it once was. Um, but for me, once you've got a statement and you, you can reconcile it, most people uh, in your AP team will be able to do that relatively sharply. The challenge is then getting um, a request for missing documentation to the right contact, get a speedy resolution, getting answers from people. The key for me and, and what we do on our projects is we try we try not to have to touch something five, six, seven, eight times if we can avoid it. Ideally, you want to pick up that statement once, you want to communicate it once or twice to the supplier, and you want to have what you've asked for as quickly as possible. We want to keep those touch points down to two, three, four, four attempts at contact. So for me, contact information, absolutely vital, but also you know, being proactive, picking up the phone. We're a very email-oriented uh, environment now, and we forget that actually getting people on the phone is, is not only a skill, but it's really important when you want to move something forward. Sending an email to the same contact who hasn't responded to you two or three times is, is, not, going to, is not going to change it. So picking up the phone is really important. And a little bit around that contact information and maintaining that supplier relationships. The better you can develop and manage those relationships, the easier it's going to be when you need a statement in a few months time to manage. Um, so, you know, really the long term strategy here is is getting this process off the ground, getting it into a good place. Um, and then and then really these steps start paying off. They start saving you time. They start saving you money. They start saving you resource. Um, it's heavy lifting to get it going and it's heavy lifting to get it planned. But once you get that ball rolling, it, it will start doing it itself. Um, I mentioned I've alluded to this a couple of times. If, if, if it all still looks a bit too much and, you know, we remain on hand to offer advice wherever we can as well. 
Um, this is our service. So the Statement Reconciliation and Management Service is, is basically where we give you that consultancy time, that resource, and we work with you and your AP team to, to do pretty much everything we've outlined in, in, that, in those steps. We make sure that we have a prioritised supplier file to work from. We, we make sure that you give us that approval, that sign off before we go out there and start start getting those statements. And the aim, the aim of our service is essentially to bring you back not only that value that I've mentioned, but also, you know, overdue missing transactions that you need to clean up those accounts, get that mess moved on and, and, and start dealing with things proactively as an AP team. That's all part of what we deliver. As well as those key things I mentioned, what are the what what are those results telling us? What are we finding? How can we improve processes off the back of it? So you know all of that stuff will be delivered on a monthly and quarterly basis back to you as part of that service. Um, so if that's a, if that's an area or a service you're interested in, please uh, feel free to contact your customer success manager. Um, they may pass you through to me to some extent, but we're more than happy to discuss where you are with this process what your requirements are and and start discussing what we might need to give you a quote for a service.